Hi everybody, I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. Welcome to Cell Shade. Today we are going to be talking about Pokemon. Woohoo! Okay. okay, this show was Everyone Stable as a Kid, I Do Not Care Who You Are. Yeah, and then when we're talking about Pokemon, we're specifically talking about the original 90s animated series now called Indigo League in retrospect, right? I mean, I, I think it was in retrospect. They kind of like how Star Wars A New Hope was in yeah. retrospect called A New Hope. Yes. Yeah, because like, you know, they started out with just it. It was just Pokemon, then it built into the entire animated empire that it is now. Yes. Well, and they, this is just first generation Pokemon, yeah. which means more to some people than others. Yes. Um, <laughs> I follow Pokemon a lot. I've bought every single game besides like the Pokemon Ranger games, which make no sense to me. And I, yeah, I'm not a Gen 1-er, as people call them. There's Gen Oneers. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Okay, no. well then I'm a Gen Oneer. Yeah, Gen Oneers are people who. I'm gonna call it a Gen Winner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not a Gen Oneer because like Gen Oneers are not only the people who just played Gen One; they're the people who then continue to defend it and say it's the best without playing any of the others. That's mean. You just described me. You've never bashed the other ones, though. I don't know what they are, and I don't want to. So okay, it then yes, matter. you are a Gen 1-er. <laughs> I tried playing Silver and Gold, and I was like, oh, this is... It's fun, but I just, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I was like, there's plenty of Pokemon in the first generation. It's not like I'm like, oh, these... They only added 100. It went from 150 to 250. That is nearly doubling it. I don't... And one that they kept going. Now there's how many? I think there's like 893. Last time I what, checked. What's even the point? Like, I, <laughs> you know, like, I don't... I did like some stuff in the gold and silver ones. I really liked that owl. Oh, who knocked out? I liked that sheep. Ma, ma, Mareep. Mareep. Yeah, except you did not like what it evolved into. It evolved into something A lot of people do not like what it evolved into because it loses Isn't all that the problem with Pokemon in general, though, is that, like, they're adorable, and then you're like... I what mean, have you turned I mean, into? Your favorite Pokemon is Psyduck, and you think Golduck is Golduck is hideous. He's an abomination. Which makes no sense. He has the jewel, so he's, he's pretty. No. None of the evolutions are pretty. Except for like, the evolutions. The Eevee remains adorable in any evolution, basically. Because like even I mean, like Vaporeon, which is kind of freaky and scary, is still kind of cute. I mean, yeah, I would not want, you know, a cat that has a realistic looking dolphin tail. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I know, but there's like, they're all weird, you know? So it's like, well, I don't know. But I feel like with, especially with the TV show, it agrees with me. They never evolve them. Yeah. Because it's like, who wants to fucking look at a Venusaur? Like, no one does. So it's like, just leave him a Bulbasaur. He's pudgy and cute and has a little thing on his back. Like, I hate the, how the, the fandom treats Bulbasaur. Everyone thinks he's the ugliest and that's why no one picks him. I mean, him. out of those three, yeah. He's, no, he's so and cute. And what he grows up into is 100% the ugliest of the Gen 1 starters. It is like a, a, a warded toad. Yeah, it's a, disgusting. With it's, a symbiotic reflection it's an, flower it's, on his back. It, it's a mistake of nature. Like, it's, it's horrible. I hate those things. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're bad. I mean, Ash clearly is looking to catch all of them because, like, we, so we started the whole animated journey over again, and we made it to 23 episodes, right? We'll probably keep watching. I was like, I, mean, I think yeah, we have I'm enough to talk about it in a podcast because we were reviewing. We'd seen all these before as yeah. children, and then I'd even 
in my early 20s started rewatching with friends and playing a Pokemon drinking game, but I would, I kind of blacked out like a lot of it though. <laughs> I mean, if we created our own, it would definitely be like, <laughs> drink every time someone commits physical acts of violence. They just hit each other. <laughs> I think that's what kills me. And they're like, well, you know, it's a cartoon. And I'm like, but they kind of like seem to have real world consequences for stuff. So mm-hmm. then they'll randomly like, Misty will say something and Brock will just full-on punch her on the top of the head. And I'm always just like, how do you even, and it like... it clearly hurts. Get... She has this huge fucking welt. Oh, yeah, her. those welts come in, and I'm like, you guys need to stop hitting each other. And, like, they just smack each other around. And Pikachu, I don't know how there's anything left in their, like, brain cells. Has He has zapped them so many times based on the smallest of slights. He's mm-hmm. like, fuck you. Pikachu I gets some... Pikachu will shock fire, based on inconvenience. Oh, yeah. Be like, Why did, you, did you say something bad about ketchup? We haven't gotten to the ketchup part. Though. I know, but we know. Yeah. Pikachu's favorite food is ketchup, and yes. we love that. But yeah, um, so like, we, we started this over, and like the very, very first episode, like I, I honestly forget how much of a total shit Ash is, because yeah, he ruins Misty's bike to the point where like it falls apart in her own hands. And I mean, he's just constantly... He's incapable of learning. I think that's what frustrates me about him. Well, he's the typical anime protagonist. They have a super strong sense of justice. Their solution to everything is stronger, stronger, stronger. He never grows. He never adjusts. And yeah, they don't grow. They're not dynamic characters at all. Because he won't fucking understand that you have to battle the Pokemon a little bit to catch Mm -hmm. it. And he just keeps doing it. He just keeps throwing his balls around. And I'm like, Ash... Did you not learn anything? Mm-hmm. And then he'll act shocked each time it happens. Yeah, and like he's just because like he's just such a little punk kid because his whole goal is like I want to be a Pokemon master, which by the way means absolutely nothing. It's never defined. I think defined in Gen One though it was pretty obvious. It is never defined. You, no, I was always under the impression in Gen One it was either you got all the badges or it was you. I think it was getting all the badges, but another thing could have been getting all the Pokemon, and now it's impossible. You can't get all the Pokemon. You can, it just takes ages. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, but you can, when it was 150, it was 151. Oh yeah, I forgot Mew counts. Yeah, so 151, like, you could theoretically have caught 150. I mean, actually you couldn't, because Mewtwo is the only one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you, so no, Mewtwo not... is in every single game. Mew, you have to glitch in order to get. I don't know. I'm part of me starting to think that Mew and Mewtwo wouldn't count, since they're individuals, so two people cannot own... Mew and Mewtwo. What? Like, you can't own Mew and I can... Like, we can't both earn... uh, Sorry. We can't both catch Mew in-universe. Like, in the game, obviously, they're different games. Oh, yeah, in-game. But, like, in-universe, theoretically, there's only one Mewtwo, Mm -hmm. and if I caught him, you can't have him. Yeah. So then I'm the only Pokemon master? Yeah. So then... So I think that's why I thought it was... It's eight badges, right, in Gen 1, so it's like... Yeah. I think once you got those eight badges and then you beat those dicks on the that plateau... Form. Yeah. You, you have to go plateau. <laughs> yeah, you beat the dicks on the plateau. Like, <laughs> you just go up there. Somehow Gary's in dicks. charge of it, too. And I'm like, didn't we start at the same time? A part of me's like, wow, you really... Well, Gary holds the record for being the champion for the shortest amount of time, which is like one hour. <laughs> he beats the Elite Four and then takes his title as champion. And then you come in like an hour later and take it from him. I really feel like in the game I should have been 
have to defend my title. They do that now. You're okay. allowed to defend your title once you become the champion. Because I'm like, that That would be more fun. Because I really did. I beat Gary, and I was like, well, yeah. I'll go home, I guess. That's actually I did. The, I think I walked back. I yeah, like, that's one of the biggest, um, the, so like the biggest criticisms of that generation is that as soon as you, quote unquote, beat the game, there's nothing left to do. It was weird that they just, like, let me stay there, I guess. You know, they're like, I guess keep bopping around. And I was so obsessed with my first group of Pokemon, Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to clear it. Did you do the whole thing where, as a kid, you only have your starter, train that thing up to be, like, a god-level Oh, yes. Blastoise was the only one who knew how to do anything. (laughs) Uh, Because I didn't... I was a child, and I never even thought to move the order. You know? No. they They just said, like, oh, just... Well, that's why I find the game almost too easy to win now. Because if I when I was playing Gold and Silver, I was like, well, clearly I just diversified my team, trained them all equally, and then and then I was just like destroying anyone I ran into, and it wasn't hard. But I was like, why was this hard? And as a child, and I'm like, oh, because you only had your Blastoise, and I probably the rest of them were just happened to be there. And I would, I had like a a really false sense about what was a good Pokemon. I was I was obsessed with, like, Ditto. I thought Ditto was a good Pokemon. It's not. Ditto was a piece of yogurt. Like, it's it's horrible. <laughs> and then you have, like, Jigglypuff, which I also thought was good. He's not. And then... Jigglypuff is good in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I think I had a Raichu. Um, I was never into the fucking Pikachu line. I thought that I, was so Well, I just had watched the TV show. It was a ten year, I was 10 years old. So I was like, well, yeah. I want that fucking Pikachu. And then I'm, unlike Ash, I allowed it to fall. Because <laughs> uh, you actually have a heart, and you don't want your Pikachu to suffer in battle. Which well, Ash in all fairness, does. Pikachu did bitch slap the stone right out of Ash's hand. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. What is? Where did that come from? There's like, the, the weird... We, we noticed this, that there's like weird rules, like weird ethics... Of Pokemon that make no sense. Constant. Okay, so the ethics of Pokemon is you don't, like, Pokemon are your friends, but you willingly send them out into battle to hurt each other so you can become the dominant force and become a Pokemon master. But if you do it too much or your Pokemon gets hurt too much in the battle, then you're seen as a monster. So then you have to take him to the Pokemon Center. And Joy will sass you every time. How did you let your Pikachu get in this condition? And I'm like, isn't that the game? I literally just did it to someone else's Pokemon earlier. I beat them until they passed out. That's the point of the the, the game. The juxtaposition (laughs) between the game and the anime is incredibly weird because one tells you that this is the only way you can progress and beat this game and then the other one says you're a monster for doing that. Oh yeah, you're just like a total asshole about it and you're like it is so confusing. Well not even just within the game but within the show itself Ash to win has to beat someone else's Pokemon until that Pokemon loses consciousness, right? right? <laughs> so, or, like, as they put it, is unable to battle. And it's like, no, you knocked them out. They, no, their eyes action. did the swirly thing. Yeah. Um, and then, so, but then he feels bad about it, and then he's like, Pikachu's my friend. But Pikachu has consistently shown a distaste for battle and has not shown an interest in battle, and he's doing it to him anyway. I wonder if there's just there's like just this whole underlying like theme that friendship is pain. <laughs> because they keep saying your Pokemon are your friends, but you have to send them out into battle. And then like Misty and Brock always express caring and love for one another by injuring the other person, so then they don't go forward with some mistake. Beating the shit out of each other. And yeah, it just it makes no sense because it's like 
they're like, well, you need to be kind to the Pokemon, but they're also very clear that the Pokemon don't want to be caught. They don't want to be a part of this. They, they don't, don't want to be enslaved. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, once they are, it's just, well, too fucking bad, and... Yeah, and then there's that whole thing where, like, as soon as they're caught, like, their personality will just shift, and they're just like, oh, I'm cool with it, and now I have this trainer... Because, like, they all try to avoid capture, and then Ash is just friends with them as soon as it happens. And I think in the game, it kind of just flows by, so you don't really think much of it. You don't think of the Pokemon as much as having their own personalities, mm-hmm. that you need to love them and care for them. Yeah. So then in the show, when they do, you're like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? You haven't taken out your Butterfree in a week. What's it doing? Oh, no, yeah. So that's why, like, when we, when we got to Bye Bye Butterfree... I just didn't care because I remember. I always care. So I know. Sad, that poor I remembered caring as a kid, but I remember just like having my own Butterfree and getting my own attachment to it. So then I'm like, no, you're releasing it. But he didn't have his Butterfree out for like seven straight episodes. But remember when he, he just was lets it go. That adorable little Caterpie. And then he grew up. Oh, and then Misty, that <laughs> that awful person, says, I'll miss you, Butterfree, when you have consistently called it ugly and awful. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She has an issue with bugs. Misty has an issue with everything, though, I've realized. I don't care for her. She's just constantly screaming. Again, I totally thought you would have loved her. I like Misty in the game. I'd always, because I really liked water. I was very loyal to the water type. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, it's Misty. And then I started watching a TV show, and I'm like, well, what is her problem? Like, actually, though, she just, every two seconds, why did you know And then we have to remember, she's just 10. She's just a 10-year-old. I don't care. She, they don't, it's hard to think of everything they do as a 10-year-old, because if they're actually 10, then this whole thing is just fucked up. Like, yeah, because they sexualize her a lot. They sexualize Misty all the time. They hurt her a lot. And then she also just continues to just try to take on things that no 10-year-old should. Well, and Brock is... Brock is 15, and a weirdo. And he's just hanging creep. out with them, and he's wanting to... He's so thirsty. He's trying to have sex with everyone. He's such a creep. Um, I hate it. And then Team Rocket. They're like 20, right? Yeah, I think we looked up in their 20. I can't... I mean, Team Rocket... This show would be very watchable if Team Rocket was in it like 10% less. It's really hard when they go through that rehearsed the... To protect the world from devastation. Yeah, it's just like, it really starts to give you a headache. You're like, you have to stop. But like, after, like, honestly just binge watching it and hearing that, um... Maybe this show really needs to be a once a week project. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I hear their mantra every single time and now I'm thinking, like, maybe Team Rocket legit thinks they're doing good things because their mantra, it's not like they're saying anything bad. They say renounce the evils of truth and love. No, no, they're not saying renounce truth and love. Truth and love have evils with them. Like, think about it. You know the whole thing where it's like, if you tell someone the truth, but it could have been a little little white lie, and you hurt their feelings versus sparing their feelings, and the truth was bad, right? I'm not going to get on board with you. They steal Pokemon. I know. That's the thing, is they probably started out as something good, and then just got twisted and fucked well, it's until weird, they're, they're a bad the guy. mafia as some sort of mafia's rocket power. Because the thing is, Jesse and James are not rocket power itself. Rocket power is something larger. Sorry, I went on a... I'm thinking rocket power, the awesome skateboarding show. What? Team Rocket. Sorry. Rocket. <laughs> Team Rocket. We're not even drunk. Not, we're just, no, we're, we're not. We're just sunburned. Uh, it's rocket... Team Rocket Power. Um, no, it's not Rocket Power. No, it's with Team Rocket Power, and they're like on their surfboards. Uh, and squid and Twister. 
They always said something. What the? What was their slogan? Wiggity wiggity wiggity. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that should be an episode too. Oh, I, I definitely I love, watch Rock, I Rocket love Power. Rocket Power was really rad. Um, no, <laughs> they actually said that. They said that in an episode of Pokemon. Who says radical anymore? <laughs> or rad? I don't and then know. Misty's like, no one. No one says that. Uh, yeah. No. I mean. It's just, it's a weird concept. You're like, well, they're fighting, and then Joy's like, stop letting your Pokemon get hurt, but she knows that her literal only business at the Poke Center is hurt Pokemon in battle. Yeah. So I'm just so confused as to, like, what is going on in this town logically, where it's like, hey, you know, like, don't let your Pokemon get hurt, and you bring them in, and she's, like, pissed at you for doing it. And I'm like, Joy, literally, like, you have to step in eventually. Yeah, because <laughs> And be like, you're a part of this business. Because she always checks in and it's just like, well, how many badges do you have? And like, that's great that you're partaking in Pokemon battles and getting stronger. But in order to do that, you hurt your friends. Oh, yeah. And she's like, how dare you let this happen? And then she's totally a part of it. To be honest, I don't know anyone in this universe who has like a solid moral compass. Because they all say that they... Because again... Like, it's just the typical anime protagonist. You have this headstrong sense of justice that cannot be shaken, yet because it can't be shaken, it can't learn and grow. And so that's why Ash is just this little bastard going around killing people's pets (laughs) and then saying that he's better than them for it. (laughs) Just to get this nebulous title of Pokemon Master, which doesn't mean anything because it's never defined, and I'm sticking by that. The Pokemon Company even said... They would leave it to the viewers to define what Pokemon Master is because, honestly, it keeps people buying games because they want to just get to this goal that means nothing. Well, yeah. I. The thing is, for me, is I think at the beginning, the, the show went off on its own mm-hmm. thing. You know, so it was like, how do we do this? How do we, like, adjust... So, I just want to read this letter, and I, it's hard, because I'm, as time has gone on, I trust the world less, so I don't know if this letter's real. I, like, want it to be real, but even if it's not, it's really funny, and does, in my opinion, express some of the 90s fear of Pokemon, when people were afraid of, like... Oh, this letter. Christian parents were kind of like, is this a good idea? And the thing is, like, even if this letter isn't 100% true, the sentiment is, kind of, from what I'm seeing online, like... Parents are really just like, well, what do we do with this? Because it's like they can't... It, it's weird to me that you can't accept that something's a total fantasy, you know? And you're like, well, is this witchcraft? Is this violence? Is this evolution? Is this, you know, like, whatever. You can't just be like, it's a video game, so shut up. Like, it, it's a weird thing that people can't handle, but I just want to read it. I'm a dedicated Christian. And judging by what I've seen on television, Pokemon is a game full of violence, slavery, and abuse. Some of those things are true. Uh, forcing creatures to fight for their own entertainment is appalling, and I cannot believe it's rated for children. I can also not believe that it's been going on since the 90s, causing evil to spread. Yesterday, my son asked what I was fearing. He asked for a Pokemon game. I was shocked, because I knew my sister let her sons play that dreadful game, and my sister is dim and does not follow in God's footsteps. (laughs) That's the part that sounds real. <laughs> My sister is dim. <laughs> I will start saying that. My, uh, my sister is dim and does not follow in God's footsteps. I told him no and immediately sent him to his room 
I then phoned my pastor, and he recommended steering my son away from that awful game. My son is 11 years old and has become very cold with me ever since I said no. He called me insane, which is a reflect, I'm, I'm quoting exactly here, which is a reflect of what that game can do to a child. I will not allow those kind of things in my house that are in any way offending God. I threw away all my son's Harry Potter books and forbidden him, again, just direct quoting here, and forbidden him from watching the movies. I am a good mother, and any parent who lets her kids play Pokemon will grow up with a power-obsessed, violent child worshipping Satan. Uh, that escalated very quickly. Evolution is also in the game, which is against God's words. It is disgraceful and should be banned. My son has insulted me ever since this happened. He told me that his friends play Pokemon, so I have told him he is not allowed to see them again. Oh my God! <laughs> again, I don't know. DCFS. It is. A, it is causing a drift between our family. I have told my son various times that he will go to hell if he plays Pokemon, but the message is not sinking in. I fear Satan is taking him from me. What a bad mother. <laughs> that is a bad mother. <laughs> and there was another site that I found that was like... Now, this one was just real. They were like, well, some of the things are pretty harmless. Like, fighting-type Pokemon, electric, water, fire. These things are pretty fine. But then there's some things that are much more disturbing. Like dark, and ghost, and dragon. And the, it just made me laugh that dragon was included. Like, oh, they were dragon. worried about dragon-type. They were like, watch out. For the dragons. Like, as if dragons are a, a recent evil that kids are having to deal with. Well, fairy types turn you into a homosexual. <laughs> Didn't you know that? I think that was like... <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me try to find that as well. No, because, like... Ah, uh, that's weird. All right. So then also focus on the family. Uh, it was very... Uh, I would... I don't know if they're technically all right. They're, they would be considered definitely, like, a Christian radical hate group. Uh, with some of their stuff that they've written about gay people. But... They, this just like cracks me up. Um, they start going over the types, and they're like, among the 18 types are many that might be described as elemental fire, rock, grass, water, ground, steel, ice, and electric types. Several types are related to spiritual concepts, specifically ghost, psychic, and fairy types. Still, other types have ominous sounding descriptors, such as the dark, dragon, and poison types. And I just think it was like, I don't know what killed me about that the most was, I think it was just that there was dragon. Like, they were worried about dragons. Like, is that a current problem? Are we worried about you as experimenting with dragons? I mean, I get the dark type because, like, in Japan, it's called the evil type. Yeah, so and if they want we translated it to something that sh that was more palatable in the U.S. because they knew people like this would freak out. And they did anyways. Well, yeah, dark honestly sounds more ominous than evil to me. I'm like, ooh, dark. Uh, but they, uh, it's just, like, funny that people haven't really let this go, and Focus on the Family is just talking about, like, what is your kid doing? Is this exploring evolution? Which I don't think, evolution as a scientific concept does not relate at all to Pokemon, so I don't really understand what... Also, it's like, okay, with that whole thing, like, think about, like, the early Gen 1 Pokemon, where, like, say Charmander to, actually, no, even better, um, we're gonna go Bulbasaur to Ivysaur. All that happens is that his flower opens up, and he gets a little taller. Yeah. All that that is is literally just growing up. It's like could be going from like a toddler to a teenager. Like that's all that's really happening. We call it evolution because it's more like exciting to say like I trained something enough that it grew from point A to point B. Well, it does evolve in the basic definition of evolving. Mm -hmm. It's just in terms of the scientific concept of evolution as a way that life has developed yeah. on this planet is different. Do you think if they called it anything else than these people... I mean, they could have called it, like, a transformation, or... I mean, 
not that it matters, like, why even bother, but, like... Well, the thing is, with something like Focus on the Family, you're going to piss them off no matter what the fuck you do. Yeah. Like, you can't really avoid... <laughs> Unless you're ...angering Focus on the... Uh, even, I bet they have a lot of infighting, too. You know, like... But I was really interested in that. Um, I mean, I grew up in a very religious household, and no one was worried about Pokemon. Uh, I think, if anything... You would think that a Christian household would be more upset upset with like the materialistic aspects of it, like oh, collect them all. Yeah, well, like just this idea of because it's not just the game; it's the cards and it's the shirts and it's the hats and it's the pencil toppers. It's the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it's a whole industry, so it's like yeah. Well, my whole thing with the cult, the collect them all aspect is that it's constantly in your face in the anime and the games too. But like the games. Like, in order to collect them all, you have to have a friend who has a link cable because they have version-exclusive Pokemon. Like, you cannot find an Ekans and a Sandshrew in the same game. One is in red and the other's in blue. So you either spend 200 bucks to buy two different games, two different Game Boys and a link cable, or you have to find friends in order to do it, with, in order to trade. And I like, didn't even think about the fact that you have to have two different Game Boys. I guess yeah. you could... But if I put my blue into a friend's Game Boy, that would Yes, work, that would right? count. But still, you'd have to have a friend. You'd have to have a friend, yes. Yeah. And then at that or point, a sibling. Yeah. Which at that point, like, what's the point then of buying multiple games if you just have a friend or sibling who can trade you? I never cared about that shit. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't want it to trade. It really didn't ever... I, I think I traded with my friends for the novelty of it more because I liked the little, like, graphics they created for it. It mm-hmm. was cute. But, like... To me, I just, like, I really didn't give a flying fuck, I do remember growing up, uh, yeah. about... Because who cared? I like, would only... I would I, never I, trade a Pokemon if it wasn't for an evolution-specific purpose. Like, I would only trade you a Graveler to get a Golem back. Like, I'm not just going to give you a Pokemon that I raised. Like, what are you going to do with it? That's what I thought about that one episode. Also, can you trade, trade and trade back and it's still in your Pokedex? Yeah. Yeah, so you just do that so you can be like, look, it's there. But, like, again, who cares? I just never really knew anyone who wanted to have all of them. I just wanted... I'm just a completionist. I just wanted to finish. I had no interest in building the strongest team mm-hmm. or adventuring or finding all the items. I was like, go, oh. go, 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 go. I just wanted to be done. You said completionist, and I'm like, well, that's the people who want to get all 100%. Oh, no, I meant like the... A narrative completionist, okay. I guess. Like, I want to finish the story, and anything that isn't leading me towards the end of the story, I don't care. Yeah. Which is, I guess, kind of a boring way to go about a new game, but it's kind of... No, that's always fun. Just, like, complete the main story. And a lot of the time at that point, like, you've done everything. Like, in Red and Blue, besides Mewtwo and Cerulean Cave afterwards, you've done everything by the time you get to the end. Because there's no side quests. There's no, like, alternate dungeons. Every single dungeon that you go in is pretty much part of the storyline. Besides, like, looking for the birds at that point. Which I love looking for them. <laughs> Zapdos is my favorite because he's spiky. I think it's the only one I've ever found. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing is I like the yellow spiky ones. Like Jolteon's my favorite evolution. <laughs> he is funny. I, I love him some. Funny. Yeah, Why funny. do you think he's funny? Because he's funny looking. Is he funny like haha funny or funny like? He's <laughs> like a loser. <laughs> you oh. bitch. Yeah, I went for it. I went for it. <laughs> I went for it. I went dark. Yes, I went dark type on you. No. I'm going to go dragon type on you. <laughs> I do think that... I wonder how much the show affected... Well, we know the show affected the game quite a bit, actually, because that's how we got Pokemon Yellow. Because mm-hmm. everyone wanted a Pikachu to follow them around everywhere. I love that aspect of your Pokemon following you. You could bond with it more. You can talk to it. 
it just seems much cuter, and I think, I don't know, it's weird to me also, because, like, the, I was definitely introduced to, like, the show and to the storylines before the game, so I always thought of everything as very emotionally grounded. And I think that the show was good to give it an emotional grounding. Like, when you're getting your Pokemon, it's because you love them. It's not because you're just gathering animals to fight. Mm -hmm. I do wonder what it was like when the game was out and the show wasn't. Like, you, you just wonder what... Oh, actually, the anime came to the U.S. in 1997, and Red and Blue came to the U.S. in 1998. So technically, we had a whole year of the show before we even got the game. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And so that's the thing, is you built this whole concept in your mind of collecting them all and making friends with these Pokemon to then have it mean absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> it was. It was like buddies. They were your buddies. Because mm -hmm. the games were released in Japan, I believe, in 95. I thought it was, yeah, 95 was where yeah. I was at. And then they Americanized it. In 98, when it came over. Well, and I think also, I look, well, a lot of animes I think have done this, where it's like a child protagonist that's doing adult things. Mm -hmm. But that's what you want, right? I mean, every 10-year-old's dream is to be on their own and go walking in the woods and, like, find places to stay and have independence and mm -hmm. all that jazz. The thing about it, too, is that with animation, you can kind of just get away with the whole age aspect. Because, um, like, a lot of kids, they don't like to see themselves in like characters doing things on screen the only re like i can think about like power rangers they introduced a power ranger who was a kid he was 12 years old and he got horrible like reviews from children because he actually like, was played by a child yeah because yeah. they said like we want to see like what we're going to be doing cool things well that's what every uh, yeah, that's how it always works though yeah. because i feel like when you're you know, teen novels are most popular with middle schoolers. Yeah. But and the thing so is on like, and so forth. Like, you have that group mm -hmm. who's younger is what's... Um, <laughs> but I was saying about, like, with the, with Ash and Misty, like, if they never explicitly said that they were 10, I could see them being, like, 18 years old. I It's almost like they were. Yeah. I think in my brain, I keep thinking of them as teenagers. That's how I... I don't see Ash and Misty as 10 years old because they don't look 10. I mean, and, like, in the world around them and their heights in relativity to everyone else... It doesn't make sense. Like, when they run into, like, Jenny and Joy and Oak, their height is not that of a 10-year-old with an adult. They look like a teenager with an adult. Because they're usually only a little bit taller than them. And they're dealing with very high-concept, almost like... Yeah, high-concept fantasy adventures. And Brock no seems older than that, but he even seems like he might be, like, in early college or something. I would think that Brock is, like, 25. He takes care of the entirety of his siblings with ease. And but people do that, job. though. I mean, there are 15-year-olds that do that. I also hate the... I hate believing that anyone who hasn't been studying Pokemon for decades can be a gym leader. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand how Brock and Misty ended up where they ended up. Like, I... That's why I want... I want it to be, like, gym leaders are, like, in their 50s, and they've done this for ages. <laughs> It's also just bizarre to me because Misty has absolutely no goal. We have no idea what it is. Because you'd think she'd start collecting badges as Ash does. She does not. Yeah. But she also does not have a diverse profile of Pokemon. No. She only catches water Portfolio types. Except for that one time she thought an Oddish was a water type Pokemon and wanted to catch it. Yeah. So it's like... What an idiot. It's a grass type. Obviously. It yeah. Why do you not know this? Why do I know this and you don't? Like you literally live in this world and decided to dedicate your life to it. And I don't know about this, but you seem to know. And like, like they say there's like 150 total and they're just like, Oh, what's this? And it's like, it's a ghastly. It's obvious. It's yeah. the only ghost type Pokemon in existence. Cause especially with point. gen one, you're like, I, 
if I remember the name of it, why don't you? I don't know. Their their ability to analyze and adapt to the world around them is incredibly small. <laughs> and that's why I think that 10-year-olds shouldn't be entrusted to go out on this life-changing journey. Yeah. It should be as soon as you graduate high school, you can go, which is well, what most people do. And what I enjoyed about like Detective Pikachu is you were definitely looking more into the the ins and out details of the universe mm-hmm. and it made it make more sense to me. Yeah. And that in that in that world, Pokemon battling was illegal. Remember? It was a whole underground fight. Yeah, it was a whole underground fight. They were like your pets or partners and like that was it. I mean, I remember being little and thinking that's what I would do. Like that lady in the show who has the Pokemon Sanctuary, I'm like, that would be my life. I'd be like, I just hang out in the woods with these Pokemon. (laughs) Like I would have no interest in battling them. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to evolve them. Why would I want to evolve them into something dangerous and ugly? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, look at my adorable, like, Bulbasaur. Oh, yeah, now I have something that I have no room in my home for, and he's hideous. Like, why would I do that to my Bulbasaur? He's Mm -hmm. adorable and small. I wish that the games would kind of catch up with the anime, because I would like if there's that emotional anchor of like your pokemon do have personalities and wishes outside of battling like what if there was like you could go to this section of the world and your butterfree could mate and you'd have to let it go like let's have that i think that like the newer ones are trying to do that because the what the go eevee go pikachu whatever those are called Mm -hmm. those you can stop and you can pet them and you can dress them up and you can throw food at them and you can like bond with them and all that stuff and i think that that's especially what younger players want. You I know, hate like they, that game. It, <laughs> it's so uh, stupid. I've tried uh, to beat it three times and have given up three times. Oh, it's just out of boredom. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's hard. Uh, it, it is way easy. It is too easy. <laughs> um, well, and they all are. I think that's when you realize that they're designed for children. They need to come up with an adult Pokemon game. Yeah. Because I think there's definitely enough adults out there that's why I'm who excited would for would buy into it. So I'm like, why wouldn't you create an adult Pokemon game? Well, Nintendo doesn't really have adult stuff anyway. I mean... I'm excited for the Arceus game. It's kind of Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon, where you can go out into the wilderness and, like, wrangle yourself a Pikachu and then use it to fight things later. I... That, that's our incoherent... I don't want to say incoherent. It was our aimless ramblings about Pokemon, because I really have nothing... <laughs> It's also hard to, like, talk about specifics about things that people, I feel like, already have talked about to death with Pokemon, but, I mean, just watching those things is a trip. It really does mess with your head after a while watching them, and they are really funny, and anytime Pikachu has a monologue, it's the best thing in the world. Just, like, two minutes straight, at least it feels that way of, like, Pikachu, Pikachu, and then the music is, like, swelling because he's getting more emotional and his eyes are watering, and I'm like, no one knows what And then Ash is just like, are you hungry? Yeah, it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but you just went through this huge, big monologue, and I gotta appreciate it, like, I actually love it. Like, I, could, I remember my parents watching when I was little and being like, this is stupid. And I can see why they think that, but they're like, I have to love the dedication of that Pikachu just pouring his heart out. Like, <laughs> in a language no one understands. The, but it, everyone's just like, it's more contextual than literal. And then they guess, and it's totally fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Also, the episode of the island of the giant Pokemon taught me that the main character should have always been the Pokemon. Because, like... It is comic gold watching, like, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, 
Atkins coughing have a conversation, it is comedy gold. Yeah. Like, what did Bulbasaur, like, turn? He's like, this is why I'm an orphan, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, like, so, yeah. Um, they're so funny. Squirtle likes to crack jokes, but they're, like, like you know, lighthearted. And then Bulbasaur's sense of humor is dark and twisted. Yes. They were all so funny. And I thought that, like, all of a sudden the writing got much sharper and more interesting all of a sudden. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, but I really feel like the Pokemon should have always just been the main characters. Because this is funny. I could watch this for days. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, Misty, Brock, and Ash have extended the limit of my patience. Uh, like, the three of them are not... But I was like... I, I could I could read the subtitles for those Pokemon for, for days. They're hilarious. All right, thank you for joining us on this journey today. I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. And follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Cell Shade Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Cell Shade Podcast. And feel free to send us an email for whatever you guys want us to review next. The email is cellshadepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, also please like, like and subscribe and things and rate us. Yes, and rate all us. that business. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get these things moving. So if you just like, you know, toss the RNA around for a minute, that'd be, that'd be cute. Alright, join us next time. Bye. Bye.